listening to The Jim Show. I hope Jacob knows what he's getting himself into. This is Make a Break Time. Live from New York. I mean, this is a big deal. This is going to get millions of views. JCS episode 44. I am joined by two absolute fucking goats. Matt Valencia and Alte Denard. Guys, you both fought on the card where I had my commentary debut. We've kind of been chopping it up just in pre-fight and and even in the weigh-ins. And I want to have you guys on here because honestly, the conversation has always been fantastic. And I wanted to give you guys a chance to come on here. I'm not even, dude, like, uh, fair enough. 30 people are going to listen to this, but even if that is getting you guys out there a little bit more because some people will come in and every once in a while listen to the show, I wanted to give you guys a chance to showcase your personalities because honestly, you guys are fantastic. So I appreciate you coming on and giving me your time, even. Thank you. Thank Absolutely, you. man. Thank I you appreciate you having, having me. Right, right. So, so, so let's get down to it. Let's get down to it. We, we, uh, we want to give our thoughts on the card. Really nothing else besides that. Kind of just talk about whatever comes up. But uh, I want to hear it from you guys because... You know, I, of course, had a, a great time commentating. I thought it sounded good, and I've only heard little snippets here and there, but from what I heard, it, it sounded pretty uh, pretty professional. But obviously, you guys were the ones that actually had to like, walk into the cage and fight. So give me your thoughts, Matt. I know you had something that you wanted to say real quick, and then uh, we could get into brass tacks. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Yeah. So yeah, with my fight though, yeah, I train, I train really hard. Uh, my coach, uh, Ricky, he put, gave us a hard training camp. He put his time into like all, every single fighter on on the card that fought for my team, and we were just ready to go. But I took this fight with Edens in Muay Thai, honestly, because as a fighter, um, I always believe in staying active. But I also came into the fight thinking like, who's gonna be the, who's the best striker? Like that's like, and then he just turned to a sweeping fest. Um, but overall, though, I thought the fight was going to be a absolute war. But you know, I hit yeah, him a few yeah. times with some power punches, and I could tell he he just didn't like it. Overall, but it is what it is. But yeah, anyways, you know, I'm down to do like a kickboxing fight one. I'm down because I fought in his group set under Muay Thai. And he got fight on the Mike Russo and and kickbox him. And yeah, I know, cool. I know, I'll beat him. Okay, well, listen, talk to me about your thoughts on the fight, Matt. I think we can all agree. We we're all talking about this in the group chat. Those sweeps were, I think, besides that, let's just say it was a competitive fight. So, can you talk to me about what you were thinking when you were in there? Because I, I couldn't tell from where I was commentating whether or not you were getting more frustrated than anything else. Like you, you fought a good fight. You fought. I feel like a typical Mavalenzia fight where you were just kept coming at him. You had your high guard up. Was it like, what was going through your head when he was, when you guys would clinch up and he would, cause it, those had to have been extremely annoying to deal with. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, cause he, I was pretty frustrated because on the way in, he told me how he was going to hit me in the stomach and how he's going to break my face in. But honestly, I was just able to walk through his strikes like nothing like, you know, he has pillow hands. So he just resorted to sweeping. So what what did go to like what was there any prior animosity before that? Because I think I, I might have even been talking to Tay and we or no 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 that was because Tay, you went over there and I think you were either before or after. I can't remember, but I remember seeing something go down over there where you guys had some sort of you exchanged words. Was that the first thing that had happened? between you guys or was there something that had prompted that? Cause I thought, I thought it was weird. Yeah. It was kind of intense too. the way in. Yeah. Way in yeah. Too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I, it was, it seemed like kind of just come out of nowhere, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, there was no animosity leading up to this fight. Like, like I'm not the type of guy to like search like opponents up or like test them. I'm not that kind of guy. I just go in there and just, just handle business. But I thought we we're going to just have a civil face off and then, he just starts talking shit. I was just like, what? <laughs> but I was like, okay. <laughs> well, but yeah, like he started the ways. I was going to say credit to you too, because you try to shake his hand. And then when I knew it was serious was when he didn't shake, I was like, okay, well, we're going to be in for a good one. Then. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah, I mean, is, is that, so I'm assuming that's who you'd prefer to fight on the 13th then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to fight him in uh, kickboxing anytime, anywhere in place. I'm, I'm down. 
That's at nice. the parking lot at the at the Melrose Bar. <laughs> anywhere, anywhere, kickboxing. Because I know he, I know he can't handle that, and I was easily able to just walk right through him. I kind of got to check the fight back. That's a, I'm also excited not only to hear my own commentary, but to watch both of your guys' fights back to see if anything in my mind changed. Yeah, because yeah. even s- some of the clips that I watched, dude, it's like I, I got a completely different, I don't want to say vibe or essence from what I watched, but it was definitely, uh, there were certain things that I didn't catch when I was live there. And I, I feel like I did a, a decent job commentating, but I just want to- Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to get the chance to uh, look back and see just what other intricacies were a part of that whole exchange. I mean, I know Isaiah now, Isaiah wants to come on the pod. We'll get him on here. But he had a crazy, I think he finished his man in 42 seconds. Something nuts like that. Yeah, he's uh, one of my teammates, man. He works hard, though. He's really good. He got, the game the team one? The, yeah. The yeah. 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 yeah, yeah he was, was practicing hard. that a lot. Like he was, because he knew going to the fight that his opponent was like a wrestling style. So. Every time one of us would work with him, work like do jujitsu with him, he was always like practicing like like counter submissions, like darts, chokes, guillotines, because he knew like his neck was going to be exposed for it. That's yeah, it. it came through, man. And you know, he's another guy that had won an interview, so I, I want to get him up here. But even watching, I think he had posted. Maybe it was him or Elon Kanushi that had posted something from his fight, and it was just like five or six different things. And I was like, oh shit, I, I wish I had caught that in the moment. But it was definitely very interesting. And there were some things, too. It's like a funny it's funny being a commentator and like every guy that's fighting up there can obviously kick your ass. So you kind of want to be like a little bit more respectful than anything else. Like, I, I didn't know where to toe the line with being like, especially, you know, what, what happened with, unfortunately, the Greg uh, Carbonaro fight. It was like I was very uh, I was very careful not to diss or make it seem like I was trying to be disrespectful towards his opponent, you know? And so it, it is definitely a learning experience, but it was fun being out there, you know? And, and I'm, I'm definitely excited to watch the tape back and see what you, know, you guys are, you guys were liking there. Cause I want to, honestly, these fights are also fun to watch. Another thing yeah, is I, I, I was, back a few times. that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I, I like, I like watching tape. I had prepared like a, a note sheet on all 40 fighters and it was a long process, but it was also a fun process watching you guys fight. Right. That's dope. That's dope. Absolutely, man. It was a, so, it was a, yo, you go, you go, you got it. Yeah, the way he, uh, Ricky sent the, like, he, the way he had the venue was, like, really nice. Like, the setup and everything was just uh, the lights, the fire, the walkouts. Dude, I was uh, very surprised. It almost, it was like, it looked. It, yeah, you know, the fire like, caught me off guard. I was like, oh, yeah. what am I going to do? I was like, what am I going to do? I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> Dude, that added to the, to the, a little bit to the, um, the intimidation factor for me, not even the intimidation factor. Cause I was ready to go. If I did commentate all the fights, but Ricky did come up to me and he was like, Oh, you ready, brother? You're going to commentate all the fights tonight. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh shit. Okay. I mean, I guess. Yeah. And so what I would do is I run back and forth in between the interview station and the booth. But yeah, yeah that yeah. definitely added to the like, Oh, this is, this is big league. So don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't fuck it up or anything like that. And uh, I, you know, once, once you got settled in, it was cool to see you guys come through. Was that the first time that they used those big pyrotechnics? With the rant too, seen, yeah. That I've seen. That's the first time that I've seen. The, I fought my first event was RFC three, I believe, and I think this is his fifth one. So I, I can't speak for RFC one and two. I think yeah. I think my first event was RFC three. Yeah. So since, since I've seen that was the first time I've seen a projector of who was coming out the fight with the fire lights. That was my first time seeing that. Yeah, when I fought in June, uh, that was the first time I saw something like that. They had like. Like the way it was, like when you walked out, you see the projector. It was for a different promotion, World Kickboxing Series, but they had something very similar to that. So okay. when I, yeah, when I saw a Ricky use that, I was like, oh shoot, this is awesome. We're yeah, big league so. now, baby. I, to, yes. For my money, dude, RFC is is fantastic. Like even you guys as fighters, you're very e- easy to market. I don't think, and I know you guys have kind of said that you know I'm doing a good job of getting your guys' stories out there, but it's also kind of. On you guys too, the fact that you guys have these personalities to market. I don't right, know if right. that's the same with all amateur fighters, but I know for you guys, Isaiah, Elon Knushi, uh, who else? Who else? Alexandra. I mean, all, everyone that won that night, or everyone that I interview or talk to. I mean, even 
I forget. Hold on, what his name is, and I'm not. Uh, it's Nick Vasquez. Nick Vasquez, the guy that feels like he mm. got robbed, and I'll have hey, to again, that. Watch. <laughs> hey, that's, we can talk about that too. We, we yeah, yeah, we do have to talk about that because <laughs> I, I want to watch his fight back. Yeah, but he, I you know, him back a few times. We've we've t- he and I have talked a bunch over DMs, and he's uh, he's another big personality. And I want it for the next event for K Series, by the way, January thirteenth, the Melrose Ballroom. Yeah, be there, be square. That's going to be fantastic, isn't that? They're also mixing pro amps, so it's pro guys and amateur guys as well. Yeah, amateur, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Crazy. Which means, which means, Oz. It's going to be Oz watching. Oh, okay, all right. It's going to be the Oz watching. Perform, which means perform January thirteenth. Absolutely, Tay. Oh, dude, I'm I'm doing. I'm ready to get after it, man. But uh, yeah, he uh, he's calling. I think for a rematch with his man. Uh, Vladimir, yeah, but, you know, yeah, Nick and so, with AJ. Oh. Yeah, but I actually AJ. know, I know AJ. Like, I actually know him. I, I, everyone seems like really good dudes. That's the other thing. I don't want to get yeah, yeah. too entrenched in in like beefs no, or anything. I, I'm, no, speaking about the fight alone, I personally think it was a good fight, but I think it was too much of a brawl to even judge or say anybody got robbed. That's how I think. But I do think, I think AJ landed good boxing strikes. I think Nick landed good strikes with the feet. I felt like he landed very good strikes with the feet. But to say a robbery, I feel like that means you got to noticeably pull away every round. That means you got to pull away every round and the judges say you lost. That's a robbery to me. It can't be a close fight and you say it's a robbery. So I felt like it was too much brawling to say it was a robbery. They do that rematch. If you ask me, I say rematch. Hey, they talking so much trash. Rematch it. Yeah, they, they they definitely should rematch that fight too. I agree. Yeah, they should rematch it. They should rematch it. I think they should Dude. rematch it. I don't think I don't think he should have the. It was a robbery feeling though, but. I, you know what? I, and I've talked to him a bunch and he's been I, to my original point about guys marketing themselves. Like he's been posting nonstop. He's like, Never the boy stop. has a foot finish the way he was eating my leg. <laughs> I was like, no yeah. way. he was getting a lot of kicks off. He was, he was definitely getting a lot of kicks off, but he definitely, you got to remember, he lost the point with the continuation of the knees. Yeah. 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 That's true. He lost the point with the continuation of the knees. That could have played a factor. Oh and no, for kick, sure. It's kickboxing rules. I don't think you could throw no more than like two knees, right? Right. Yeah. You, I think it's one. Here. I think it's only one strike. I think it's one strike in the clinch. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you're repeatedly, right. repeatedly, he was throwing a bunch of knees. I mean, when they would clinch up by the end of the fight, it, it would increase in number. So I think he might have been throwing at least two or three when they were clinching up at some point. So it was kind you of like, I listen. Hey, again, I'm I'm not going to complain if they run it back on January 13th. I know he said he wanted to run it back. I think with Muay Thai rules, so he could, you know, obviously have that need. If I'm Ricky, though, if I'm Ricky, I say move on. If I'm Ricky, I say move on. I say How, move on. Why is that? I'm curious. Because you gotta ah certain <laughs> things. Because if it build up and it be the same, I don't. Sometimes I feel like. Certain things you gotta let certain things pass. Like I don't know. Like for example, me. I feel like my fight was a close fight. I feel like when I lost against Greg, I could have won that fight. But I feel like to keep going at it, keep going at it, try to call the rematch. I don't know. I just feel like we amateurs. Move on to the next. Like just move on to the next. Keep it moving. Double back if y'all get a title run. Something like that. Make a story out of it. Get yeah, some exactly, wins. Get yeah. some wins. Make yeah, a story. Yeah. You know what? But that's also I'll, I'll counter with this, and and you guys are much more well versed in this area than I am, and I grant you that. But I think part of I guess my job of this, and something that I enjoy doing, is giving those storylines. So you know, I try mm-hmm. to not only do I get as much informational data on how a fighter fights coming in, but I also try to get interesting storylines. So like Matt, with you as you walked out, I know if you watched the fight in full, I was like, all right, this guy Matt's a demon. He never takes a step backwards. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting blah, blah, blah. so it's like you guys, for your personalities, I think we need to get those out there and that's what will create the storyline. So Nick calling for a rematch, I don't really mind it. Uh, also, Not just because on the, on, the virtue, on the virtue of like, uh, it, you know, it is an extra experience and if it's anything, like it's your point, it might just be the same thing, but could you imagine a world in where both guys come in and they've improved? I mean, AJ is also immensely talented. Same with Nick. But like, what if we see two guys come in here and they're not completely different, but 
just an upgraded mm-hmm. version of themselves, yeah. which I'm sure that's, yeah. that's gonna make a fight. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's 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 my whole thing. I could see what you mean though, Taylor. I, I think the the biggest thing that's missing from amateur fighting is the storylines, which is you know it's it's more so as you you guys have said, it's more so about developing your skill set, who you want to be as a fighter, but. You know, who's to say you can't interject a little bit of storytelling into it? I mean, that's no, one of the things. Could. You know what I'm saying? So, eh, exactly. I wouldn't mind. Exactly. Like, yeah, when I you wouldn't go mind a pro, run back. The run back would be nice. Yeah. Exactly. When you go professional, like, people already know who you are because a lot of people think, oh, amateurs, oh, no one knows who you are. You're just doing it for experience. And then when you go pro, yeah. and that's when people find out who you are. So, when people yeah. find out who you are, who you are as an amateur, it makes it easier. So, by the time when you go pro. Yeah, I mean, wasn't that the same thing that happened with Patty the Batty? Wasn't he making? I, I forget what promotion. No, he might have been fighting pro at that point, but I know he was on the UK's premier feeding organization for the UFC. I forget what fight uh, promotion that was. Cage it was Warriors. Cage, Cage Warriors. Warriors. So that's like a little. I mean, I guess that's not like a culpable example, but there is something to be said for building guys up. I think before they get into right. the pros, you know. Right, right. I definitely want to get built up before I get to the pros. I feel like once you get to the pros, there's, there's no room for certain mistakes. It takes one punch to change the whole fight. So I feel like this is the time to watch film, polish yourself, fight different sizes, different ranges, fill your body out, learn your body, change weight classes if you need to. Because once you go pro, it's a different ball game up there. It's a different ball game. And that, and also too, like you said, with you also find out what weight class works for you, and just what works for your body. Like, like if you can't do a certain weight class, you know not to do that. So you already know, you already set, you already know what works for you. So, what's the what's the biggest range of weight classes you guys would either balloon up to or go down to? Like, what where do you draw the line? Because I know Matt, you were saying in the we we have a little group chat going. You said in the text, you went down to one thirty five at one point. Yeah, for my MMA debut last year, and don't get me wrong, I made the weight. You could make the weight, but I felt like I was going to die making that weight. Like the sauna, like my kidneys were like hurting. Oof. It was it was terrifying. Like it was Ugh. very scary. Like I don't know, I thought I was going to pass out. And then yeah, I, I make weight. Then you, I make yeah, weight. Yeah. yeah, I gained some weight back, but I couldn't perform the way I wanted to. Like it didn't matter if I was the bigger guy because. I put my body into so much damage that it just, it just didn't matter. So that's why, you know, I'd rather be the smaller guy in the ring and have my stuff together, have my strength together, have the mentals there. I'd rather have that. So, yeah. I think, I think the lowest I would go is probably, I'm, I fight at 155 right now. My walk around is just 170-ish. I'll push a one. I'll push at 145 if we talking titles. Mm. If I'm already the 155 champ and I'm trying, because my plan, which I'm speaking into existence right now, I'm going to dominate the 155 division. I'm dominating that off the red. So once I go get that belt, I'm going to defend it. Once I defend it, I'm going to make my decision to either go down or up. So I'm either going to take the 145 belt or I'm going to take the 165 belt. I'm going to take one of those belts. Once I go take that, I'm going to come back to whatever down. So if I go up, I'm going to come down. If I go down, I'm going to go back up, defend myself, and then go to the opposite. So if I went to 165, I'm going to go back down to 155, defend my belt again. That'll be my third time defending my 155. Now I take the 165 belt. You get what I'm saying? Double champ it. <laughs> then I'm going to drop, go down to 145, <laughs> take that. I'm going to go take that, triple champ that, go back up to my 155, defend that. Yo, wait, are you trying to be? Are you are you, are you, are you trying to be the Thanos of, of belts, dude? He's gonna just have all the belts have on one. I feel like that's so. Because my long, my long term dream, honestly, I want to open up a training center, and I just feel like you have you you got to get your name out. Who's gonna want to come to somebody if you don't have no accolades? If you don't have certain trophies and certain, so I feel like I have to dominate. I'm at and I'm 26 years old. I'm at a position where I can't play around. I gotta dominate. Once I get this first belt. It's ball game. It's time to take over belts. What am I fighting for at that point? There's no more regular fights. It's time to defend this belt or go take another one. How, exactly. how does the how does the amateur belt system work, dude? Because I've seen even in working two events, I've seen at least four different belts. I've seen the Gamma belt. I know RFC has a belt. I, is it like boxing where it's like you have the WBC, the WIBO, and then it all seems these like different it, it seems like it. These you know days. what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I know, know it's because yeah. they have the. They have the RFC national title. They have this under title. 
the game. I know they got title. an MMA belt. They got a kickboxing belt. So I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm just, not sure. Just yeah, belt, right? not sure. yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter what belt it is. Tay's going after it. He's like, fuck, I don't care what belt it, it is. If it's kickboxing and it's in my lightweight, I'm going to get it. I'm going so, to get it. I'm going to so, get that belt. Tay, if you had to pick someone out, because I know, Matt, you want Eden's Charles. But Tay, if yeah, you had yeah. to pick someone out for January 13th, what are you thinking? Do you have anyone in mind? I, or? It, I, I would say, give me it. I don't want to sound arrogant and say, give me the top guy, because I don't feel like I just got my second in a row. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm not in a position where realistically I could call out the champ, whoever the champ is, because I don't really, I don't have somebody I want to call out. I want the belt. So whoever got the belt, I'm coming to get it. Mm. So the next, I feel like I want who would be next in line for this title shot. That makes sense. Whoever's okay. going for the title right now, whoever would be next in that line, I want him. So I could get the winner of the belt for my next one. That'd be three in a row. For my fourth one, I want the winner of the belt of the who got the 155 right now. So, okay. So I, yeah, again, that's also another question that could be opened up. I don't know how the ranking system here works. I think they just kind of do it. I think Ricky just kind of picks the most or makes the most entertaining fights and has them for mm-hmm. titles. Like a really entertaining guy to watch is Jerome Huger. And he just fought for the yeah. title and won the, I think it was the gamma, uh, yep. New York, New York state. Uh, I'm not, mm-hmm. again, no disrespect to him, but I'd have to ask him. Oh, I forgot the, the name of the title. I wasn't able to interview him. And the then another really. The gamma title, the it gamma. was the Gamma. Yeah, he got the Gamma I, yeah. title. Yeah, I forget which weight class. It, I know it was the Gamma title. I forget which weight class. 150? 150, yeah. 150. Right? And so he, he fought. Who did he fight? Who did he fight? He fought another really tough guy, Mark Tessina. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you had, uh, you had Kyle McMillan, who now holds. That was, a, he, he, that that was, was an entertaining fight. fight. Yeah, and 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 all, yeah, no, also I'll, all respect. I love that fight, honestly. At one forty-five, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that was a that was a fantastic 100%. fight to watch. And all all respect to uh, to Julio because he fought a great fight and he's a talented Julio, martial Julio, art. I'm sure we'll see him. Julio back. Julio's a savage man. I train with Julio all the time. Shout out to Julio too because he's one of my yeah, main training partners. That's, that's, like, that's why I feel like I can't. I don't really want to call nobody. I can't really name drop nobody because I'm coming for the belt. So whoever got the belt, I want it. I just want the top guy. So just give me the top guy. Whoever the top guy is, give me him. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I but that's what I was. I wonder if there is, if you did want to hypothetically, if either of you guys wanted to call somebody. I I know Matt, you kind of call. If I wanted to call somebody out, honestly speaking, if I wanted to call somebody out, who you said the champ is right now at 150 or 155? Jerome Huger. I give me him. He's the 150 champ. I take him. Yeah, who's the 155 champ? I take him. Okay, I don't. Wait, is there no there? Maybe there is. Like, it, I don't yeah, know if it's my, 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 my teammate. Oh, dude. I take him. I take him. I take him. I Holy take shit, him. yo. I take my, him. And, and, so if and, I was a 145 and 150 chain, you're coming after me. I, next. I'm staying in that range. I stay in a range of 150, 155, and 160. Dude, Anybody hey. with the belt? Give me I, I love I love how game Tay is because we would be having a great conversations in the group chat before we recorded this episode. And Tay would be like, Yo, Matt, yo, if we ever step in there, bro, like, I, I hope we have a good fight. I, I, I love how game yeah, Tay is. I know it'd be awesome. I know it'd be awesome. Matt, get up in there. We're going to get up in there. We're going to put on the show, baby. You hear oh, me? man, that's, that's right. Matt, right there. We're going to do Matt, our Tay, thing in there. No have you, have you, <laughs> <laughs> Matt's got dense bones. And he should open up an OnlyFans. He's wilding with the shin guards. He's wilding with no shin guards. What you was about to ask, though, Coop? <laughs> no, I was, I was gonna say I, I don't know. If, well, I, a have you ever seen Mike Fresa? Because that guy's a different type of animal. Same with Jerome. No, my Huger. first time, my first time watching a fight with him. That's the one I fought Julio, right? Uh, no, Mike oh, Fresa is the light skin. No, Mike Fresa. Yo, Mike Fresa is the nineteen year old Frank Aguilar. You fought Frank. Uh, no, no, no. Mike. I was RC three, right? Or RC four? Oh, I think I know. Yeah, he fought Jerome in August. On my yeah, yeah, that was the first the, the first card that I did. I think I know you took about. I think I know you took about. Yeah, and that's where I interviewed though. you guys. Yeah, that was a great one. That was a really good one. That's the one um, I was saying. I am a champion. That's not him. That was no. That was um, Brandon Watson. Brandon Watson. Brandon Watson's Brandon also Watson. certified Watson. talented. I don't know who's Mike. Mike, I, yeah, I don't know who that is. But what about him? though? he the champ? I t- oh no, dude, him. he's he's a different type of animal, and he also he reminds me a lot of Ivan Drago from Rocky. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he's yeah, just yeah, such yeah. a he's such a nice guy, but he just he's like a man of few words, and he goes in there and he's an absolute killer, an yeah, absolute yeah, savage. Yeah, yeah. I train I train um, Mike Fraser all the time too. He's a savage. Definitely want to get him on the yeah. show too. I want to get There's all. I, I know. Oh yeah. yeah, and that's and that's what I was gonna say with RFC is like I feel like they're the premier, and I'm not getting 
paid to say this, I promise. They're, they are the premier fight promotion, I feel like. Maybe you yeah. guys could speak to something because you guys no, are fond I, of them. I believe so. I believe so. It's a lot but, of nice matchups that you can mention. Yeah. Right. And it's just it the, the storylines kind of like lend themselves to being made. I, it, I, I'm i a personally, obviously, an MMA fan and a kickboxing fan and all this different stuff. So I kind of feel like I know how to formulate storylines or like where to look. And even with that, dude, it's just like from the second because I, I interviewed for people that are listening. I interviewed both these guys. My first event that I worked, which is RFC four back in. Is that August? August. Yeah, August, August. Yeah. And that's that's how I met both you guys. And then, of course, yeah. they had me on for five doing interviews and commentary. But even from just interviewing you guys there, I knew I was like, OK, this storyline's there. You know, Taze is this guy that's like surging upwards, always positive. Dah, dah, dah. And I could just download it for like Matt's a, a goddamn savage in the cage and a really good guy. And like so it, it was just kind of like all of the stuff kind of gets made for you. Uh, and so that's why I was I was going to say maybe they could implement, and I don't know, there's going to be another bridge off question. I don't know what it would take to implement a system like that where they do have rankings. I don't know if they have enough fighters to implement rankings at the moment. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. But for them for them to be merging with the kickboxing thing, I feel like he's going to have something up to work. So we'll see. You never know. It's, they're growing. So you never know what's going to happen. It's going to be, it got to be some sort of system that's going to grow. So. Have you guys, oh, go ahead, Matt. No, no, you got it. Oh, yeah, I think they should have rankings as in the amateur scenes because I see a lot of the prospects and people coming up. There's a lot of talent coming up in New but York. They have rankings for MMA. They have MMA oh, yeah, amateur they do. rankings, but they don't have kickboxing amateur rankings. Because oh, when I be so checking my, because I check on my little, I be checking and uh, the they, topology they, page? Yeah, uh, I be checking it. I be just, I'm racking up some dubs. You see it? I'm racking up some dubs. <laughs> but yeah, I be I be checking on my page. Yeah, they don't um they don't rank us kickboxers. I wish they would though. I would love to be ranked as a kickboxer because now yeah. it'd be easier for me for as I feel like fighting is marketing, and I feel like another reason why I don't name drop is because what's the point of name dropping if we don't even know the rankings? At least if I knew some sort of rankings, I would name drop like crazy. I don't fear no man. I would name drop anybody that's above me. You get what I'm saying? It'd be a different type of. So that's all. It'd be different. That's all. It'd be different. I would love for rankings to come out. That'd be a game changer. Amateur rankings will be a game changer. I, I know they, they. it's not necessarily like rankings, rankings, like in the UFC sense. And even those are kind of like, the, you know, the UFC just has those. And then sometimes you'll see the number 14 fight, like the number, you know, like in, for instance, Sean O'Malley versus <laughs> Peter Jan. Like if it makes sense from a fan perspective, they'll do it anyways. Right, but, right. you know, I do see on Tapology, it's like, Matt, I think you're like the 118th ranked or something like that, you know, yeah. 155 or something like that in the nation. And it's just like, yeah, how do they go about people. getting this data? You know, I, it, that's always interesting. You know, it's weird too, though, especially when you're talking about with kickboxing take, because I have some kickboxing fights that like they didn't even like put on topology. Like it's just, oh, it yeah, I, I had like two oh. knockouts and they didn't even put down topology. It's just like, ah, uh, they're sleeping on Matt, man. They're sleeping on my boy, Matt. I know they're doing me dirty. Have yeah, you guys- I wonder who I'm going to get January 13th. So I'm very excited about that because, again, I, I, I like Ricky, and I feel like I talk, a lot of, I talk a lot of shit. Like, that's just me. I, I'm respectful to everybody. I'm respectful to everybody. So don't, don't get it, don't get it, don't get it, you know, don't get it messed up. Like, of course, I'm going to talk my shit, but I respect everybody. But I took a lot of shit to Ricky. Like, me and Ricky, we took, we took like, that's my guy. So I took a lot of shit to him. So I, <laughs> I, I, feel, like he, I feel like he tested me. So I feel like this was a test. Check that off. I feel like I'm gonna get another test. It's gonna have to line up. Give me the test. Let's come on, come through, come through. Because when I get the belt, I'm holding it hostage. Remember, Ricky, I said it here. We gonna come back to this. Gonna Ricky's gonna to announce. This. Ricky's gonna announce Jay's fight for the 13th, and it's gonna be Jerome Hugo for the title. Ricky's like, no, I can't shit. wait. I can't. I hope so. If I'm, if that, if I luck up, I don't think so though. Because there's a couple people that's undefeated right now. There's a couple people that's like three and zero. If I'm not mistaken, that's like three and zero, four and zero. That's that I think on AJ just went three and zero. Yeah, yeah, I think right? AJ three and oh. I think um I think it's, a, it's somebody who's holding the belt that didn't even fight on this card. You get what I'm saying? So I think it's a few I don't know how they're gonna work it. And you know it's gonna be a big kickboxing card, so I don't know how they're gonna work it. Yeah, so, it's gonna be fireworks, man, you know. We're, I feel like I at least I get four in a row. I at least I get four in a row to, for somebody for the opticals to be like, okay. So that's I'm on a mission. That was two. That was two. Wait, so so Matt, if you don't by chance get Eden Charles, is there anyone else that you are thinking about is it more so just because you you want the chance to like right that wrong and let's just say if you pull out the w 
at Melrose, right? Is there a third one in the, because I, I feel like at that point you're one and one each in your own disciplines. Do you do a third one? in you that rules? Um, maybe cause you know, when we're setting up this fight right here, right. Uh, he didn't want, <laughs> he didn't want to fight me under Muay Thai. He didn't want to fight me under kickboxing rules. You know, I took it cause I wanted to stay active and stuff, but he didn't want to fight me under kickboxing. So I think it's only fair. I fought him in Muay Thai, right? I think it's only fair. He goes fight under my game and kickboxing is only fair, but you never know. But Whatever my coach Ricky has for me, if it's Edens, if it's, you know, someone else, if it's Kyle, you know, I'm just down. I just have to be ready for anything. That's all. That, that's us fighters. That's what we have to do. Be ready for anything. Because you're not always going to get what you want, you know. So you always have to be ready. So I'm training hard, you know. Just, I'm ready to go. That's it. I- I wonder if, because it is a mixture of, it's pro-am event, and for anyone that's listening doesn't know what that means, it's pro-amateur, so it's a mixture. So would they have, I'd, I'd assume they just have the pros facing the pros and the amateurs facing the amateurs, or are they going to mix of it course. up? No, I doubt it. I doubt it. I feel like for some rule regulations, a pro is not going to go against the amateur. Yeah, that would, that, that would make a lot of sense, would it? Have you, either of you guys yeah. fought at Melrose yet? No, I never did. How, how is it, Matt? Oh, it's awesome. I fought a uh, World Kickboxing Series there. Remember, you heard, guys heard that promotion? Yeah, yeah I heard yeah, that briefly. I was there in June, and, June, I was supposed to. Andy but Sauer wanted me to fight was running that. Yeah, that venue was really sick. Uh, they had Dwayne Ludwig at attendance. Oh, Who else? Sure. Dwayne, TJ. TJ was uh, there? TJ Doshaw was at the event. Wow. Um, This guy named The Immortal right here. Oh, Matt Brown? Name. No, no, no. He's the champion for one FC. For oh, kickboxing. Wow. Okay. I, I shout out to one, by the way. They mix they mix uh stuff together perfectly. Yeah, so one see, this perfect. guy right here. He's the a champion. For if I had oh, to choose okay. a platform to go pro on, one would definitely be the platform. Yeah. One championship would definitely be the platform. What about you, Matt? UFC one, Bellator, PFL, what are you picking? Um definitely um UFC Bellator. One FC too, it depends. I've what? heard that there's big money in one though. That's the thing, is like there's a sneaky amount of money. Cause when DJ and Eddie Alvarez went over there, they reportedly said and a bunch of other UFC fighters who said they got like more in one payday over there than they could have ever when they were fighting yeah. in the UFC. So that's very interesting. I just like the I like the idea of the the like the super fight rules, the idea of having a first round Muay Thai, second round kickboxing. Third round Muay Thai, fourth round kickboxing. I like the idea of them mixing it up or just having because I want to be a I want to be able to cross how you say I guess be a cross athlete. And I feel like when you on UF when you in the UFC you can only fight on any UFC. I feel like if I'm in, if I'm on a one championship I could do a grappling event, I could mm. do a Muay Thai event, I could do a kickboxing event. They have all of that under that one. But you know it depends. I don't know the politics behind all of that. But I definitely yeah, like one yeah, championship. That's what I like about one FC because you. Like, cause like you said, if you want, let's say, Tay, you want to be a champion for MMA, right? You could do that. And then you could also, if you want, you could be a champion kick. I just like that. Yeah, it's more like avenue like for the sports. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised nobody took that format and brought it to the pros. I mean, not that, not that I know of, or maybe not that they're known of at the moment, but I guess one is the best most pertinent example because they just signed a deal with TNT recently and they bring in the most revenue out of any promotion that does it that way, right? You usually see it in more promotions like RFC. I mean, I, I know obviously we don't do grappling, but they mix <coughs> it up with Muay Thai, kickboxing, and then MMA on the same MMA, card. Yep. Yeah, which which was cool, you know, because in RFC 5, it definitely, just going back to, I'm not trying to make this all about me, but just going back to like the reason that RFC five was such a good opportunity for me was not only that I think I was telling you about this Tay. Maybe I put it in the group chat before. It's like, not only were there several different scenarios that I had to kind of just kind of navigate around with replays, right. Where that unfortunate fellow who his arm was, it was out of its socket. Uh, you know, that was, oh, was right. a different scenario. With yeah. The, I know with the teenagers oh. too fighting. That was different commentating with the teenagers. Didn't they have headgear? What's those teenagers? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think I was uh, one of them. One of his debut was was James. under eighteen, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think that's was, like an option, though. Like, yeah, or, or is oh, it your first oh. fight or something, Matt? You were telling me that you have to I have think headgear. So. Yeah, uh, I, I think you don't have to. Fight. My first fight, I had no headgear, but I think it's an option though if you want it because uh, 
Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. I've I seen it in some promotions, like for, for example, like Flet Series. Um, I was there. I was there supporting my guy Julio. He was there fighting, and it was like these new guys who were debut guys who were like twenty years old. And they had headgear, so I was just like, I think yeah. it's an optional kind of thing. But most people these days, I don't think they want to fight with headgear because it gets in the way yeah. where you get hit and defense. Yeah, I'm good off the headgear. I, I maybe maybe in like two more fights, I'll be good off the shin guards. But right now. We gonna see the shin guards on right now. Yeah, those shin guards hurt though. That's for sure. Afterwards, <laughs> yeah, they do. But man, I just feel like checking the kick with no shin guards right now would be crazy. It's bone on bone. <laughs> yeah, that's bone on bone. That's unless, unless you're on that, unless you're on that Tony Ferguson training program where you're just leg kicking wood <laughs> pipes. Oh, you know that's saying? ridiculous. Nobody's doing that. That is ridiculous. But it, it was it was good. Just getting back to what I was saying, it was good to kind of get that broad scenario or range of scenarios where I was being able to. to hey, this is this person won by knockout. There was a couple of submissions, some knockouts. You know, there was a couple of fights where it's like, oh, you could honestly say, oh, how do I score this? So it, overall, and then just with all the different rule sets and disciplines, it was a great night to really just test my ability, and especially the fact that I got thrown in on last second. Literally 30 minutes before, I thought I was only supposed to be commentating five fights. To be able to to get that challenge of like stepping up to the bat like that, I think was very important. And it was cool to be able to see you guys fight and to kind of have to navigate that and be completely professional and unbiased. Because Matt, when right, he kept sweeping right. you, I was like, oh, motherfucker. In my head, I was like, oh, no, damn it. But yeah, the outside, I was like, I was like, I'm like, bro, get out of the clinch. Like, and I was like, I was like, all right, yep, Charles with uh, another sweep there. And uh, so it was kind of like, it was very interesting kind of navigating that. And then even, you know, on the other side, Tay, when you were those last 15 seconds, when you kind of took charge, were finding openings, you know, I was kind of having to like, the if I was watching from the crowd, I would be like, fuck you, yeah, let's go. You know, and then I was like, but in the commentary, be like, all right, okay, Tay's pushing forward now, last 15 seconds. Tay snapping his head back with a jab. Yep. Finding his opening, so it was cool to it was cool to handle. And it was kind of to point it out because if you do watch this, to point it out, it was kind of that my jabs was opening so late in the round because once I landed the first one, he kind of did a gesture that was like, so it ain't hurt. Like he tried to do like a like a a so type of gesture, and it opened up for another jab, and that's why I threw another jab, and then he tried to he did it again, and I threw another jab. All three of them connected back to back to back. And sometimes showboating. Or trying to show something don't hurt, don't work in your favor. Yeah, man, you look really good in that fight. From I couldn't really see like the whole because you know I was had to mentally get ready for my fight, but from what I heard, yeah. I heard he did really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I, like I, do, I feel like I did a lot better. Yeah, I did a lot better. Yeah, all I feel like I a lot really more good. But I felt like I was sliding underneath me. I don't know. I felt like my feet wasn't underneath me. The ring was a little I, slippy, or was it just me? It felt a little I slippy felt, than Matt, yeah, right? I, I, yeah, I thought, because I, I swear, the more I watch the film back, you can actually see me slide. You can actually see slides. Like, I was trying to open up with certain combos with kicks, and I couldn't really get busy. I couldn't really get busy. I felt, I felt like I felt good, though. I felt good. I'm not, I, for me personally, I'm not satisfied with the way I felt, but I felt better. I feel like each fight I'm fighting better, so I'm good with that. How how much of that is the the shin guards, too? Because I know, don't they strap up at the bottom of the feet? Does at that the bottom, kinda, and I was uh, thinking that. Does that affect mobility in any way? Matt, I know you said it kind of like slows you down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I know the shin guards, like, they, like, put it on and they, like, tape it around the foot area from what I know. And around, like, the knee area, they, like, just tape it. But me personally, I'm just not a fan of playing with shin guards. I just don't like it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it is a little unstable underneath you. But I, I don't know. Me personally, as much as I be on my – yeah, I'm a dog. Throw me in there. I'll fight anybody. I still be trying to be out. I still want to come out the same way I went in. So I feel yeah, like absolutely. I ain't have. I'm only on my third fight. It's my fourth one. Once I start getting up to maybe like seven, seven, eight, then all right, cool. Maybe we could take some shin guards off. All right, maybe I think about MMA. Maybe I think about that. But right now, I'm perfecting. I'm perfecting kickboxing right now. I'm perfecting more time. I'm gonna stand it up and keep it on the feet right now. So, so Tay, do you train? Um, obviously, it's probably a dumb question, yeah. but you you train other disciplines, right? Like BJJ, yeah, grappling, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, you just right now, you're kind of like keeping it to kickboxing. Would you? And then you said a little bit of Muay Thai, or just keep it strictly kickboxing for now. No, I'm gonna do kickboxing and Muay Thai. Like those are two disciplines I definitely plan on running back and forth through, taking over, trying to get the belts, all of that, all of that. I don't want to get into actual MMA until I start getting colors on my belt. Like, I, for me, I'm still like a one strike. White belt. You get what I'm saying? Once I get the blue, maybe purple, once I start feeling a little more confident in my jujitsu game, 
then maybe I open it up. Because I feel like, again, when you, once I get to a point where you watch a film on me, you're going to know, this guy's a boxer, we got to take him down. And when that time comes, I got to be confident on the ground. Coming yeah, across real wrestlers, him. exactly. Coming across real wrestlers and real people who do jujitsu, I already know where y'all going to try, where you're going to try to hurt me at. So right now, I'm polishing my ground game while I perfect my stand-up. And when the time comes, I'm going to put it together. And when it comes together, it's going to be real nice. But I still don't think I'm going to go pro MMA, though. If I, I want to go pro, either kickboxing or Muay Thai. I don't think I'm going to go pro MMA. That was one thing that you surprised me with our, in you know the RFC 5 was you did a great job of kind of, I mean, at least I was surprised. And I watched every single bit of film I could on you. And I assumed that Ania and his team probably did as well. So you surprised me coming out because I kind of expected you to maybe settle in and find your range and then kind of pick them apart. Not necessarily let him come to you, but kind of just, because usually, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying we're wrong and saying that you're an outside fighter, right? And you like to kind of no, yeah, pick yeah. your shots. I kind of like you- a countering. I kind of like the pressure right. to me. And then you come out, and I remember saying something about this on it, and you say, you come out and you go, you know, you just forward, 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 forward. And then it's like, then you're opening up with combinations. And even towards the end of the fight, I mean, it was still the same, I feel like, Alate that we've seen in terms of you getting more comfortable over the course of the fight. But the main thing that you did differently, it was you were first and you were aggressive during that yeah. fight. Whereas yeah. you were really good at like when he would, you know, he would come forward. Sometimes you'd circle out and just keep applying pressure. So that was something mm, that I wasn't expecting. And I would, I was wondering, you know, what he, if we were to get him on right now, like what he would think about that during the fight. Was he like, Oh shit, dude, I didn't, I wasn't expecting this. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see, and that's like, I don't want to give away my game plan, but I feel like it ain't really no game plan to give away because I'm always going to get better. But part of why I feel like I'm a good fighter is because when I watch myself or when I'm training, I, first of all, I record myself a lot when I'm training, just on a regular basis, just regularly, I record myself a lot when I'm training. And when I watch my film back, I, I look at it as if I'm about to fight myself. And I ask myself, where, where's your, how's your guard? Is your hands up after every strike? How was your how was your feet coming back? How was your feet placement when you throw this strike? How, you see what I'm saying? So I'm able to know. Okay, when I go back in there, I gotta work on this. I gotta work on that. So when I get back out there, my next time, when you watch film and you think you found a hole, I'm already filling that hole. The hole was already filled up. So now you like, and I know when you're scratching your head, that's when I'm pushing forward. That's when I'm pushing forward. That's when I'm pushing forward. And sometimes it's a little ego thing because it was a part in a fight where. He kind of got a nice little right hook off, and and the um the crowd kind of did a little oh, and he started kind of, and I'm like, Whoa. across the cage on some bro, just like you got pressure. So sometimes I feel like I need to get out of that, get out of the ego thing. But that was nice. That was nice. I feel like I like that I'm be getting. I like when I get hit sometimes. I know that sound a little crazy, but I like I like when I get <laughs> hit with a nice good shot because it kind of be like. It kind of opened you up with the, oh. Don't Sometimes that shit wakes you up, honestly. Like, it wakes you up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, weird. it's weird, but I kind of I kind of like when that happens. I kind of like when that happens. So, Matt, what was your, I don't know if this is going to be the same game plan if you do face Edens when you, uh, when you go in on the, the 13th, but what was your game plan coming into this fight, being that you were kind of, like, obviously Muay Thai wasn't your discipline, uh, was there a specific thing you would come in with, like leg kicks, high guards? W- what were you coming in with? <clears throat> um, definitely the game plan was like to just be in his face because I know he's he's a little taller than me, right? So I knew I had to like get like closer into range because I felt like when I was at range, it was more easier for him to keep me apart, like further away. So I felt like when I got close to him, that's when I was really laying the shots. Like the game plan was to like put on the pace on him, like bring him to deep water and just, you know, just pummel him. You know, just volume strikes, low kick, body kick, head kicks, just miss it up, you know, just trying to be, right. just missing things up. Right. Yeah, and I thought you did, you you were in his face the entire fight. That was the other thing, too, was he was kind of, I, and I, listen, I'll also be a, a fair man. I, you know, he'll, uh, he, he gets my credit for whenever you'd get close. He was oh. very tricky with the way he would clinch up and then trip. Right. Cause he was, I felt like he was having a little bit of problems with your combinations. Cause you kept coming forward and you were kind of getting it, making it, excuse me, a little bit hard for him to open up. And then he would kind of clinch and trip. But I feel like kickboxing rules, obviously, you that's going to be a game. little, you, you know what I'm saying? Game. 
They so that, the game. that was the biggest X factor for me during that fight was that he was kind of, and, and again, credit goes where credit is due. He was good at kind of clinching up when he was in trouble and then just resetting the fight then and there. Cause then, you know, he would trip you and then the, the ref would separate you guys. And then it was neutral position again. So that's what he did very good during the course of the fight. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I felt like you, oh, that was your only problem. You would get good combinations off and then get into the clinch and the clinch. I felt like was his game. I yeah, that's the one with the Muay Thai. Like, they're out. really good with their clinch. They're yeah. very good. Like, I mean, guys who, like, not like guys from MMA gym that train Muay Thai, like, real straight Muay Thai gyms. Like, and he's a Muay Thai veteran. He's been fighting a long time, like, Friday night fights and all that years ago, you know? So, you know, when you're a veteran and just straight Muay Thai, you know, that puts you in, puts you in advantage. But I truly came in this fight thinking that it was going to be all about war. You know? yeah. See who's, who's, the, who's the baddest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I peeked a little stare down, a little stare down. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, yo, that is on. I'm like, yo, this guy is on go right now. Like, that was like that was the biggest thing for me too because I know obviously Matt, you have that extra gear, and I don't think anyone would ever uh, doubt that fact. But you're also there's this other side of you too that we're seeing right now where you're just a good guy. You know, you're not this like braggadocious dude. You're confident, but. It did seem like Eden's. He brought out that side where it was like, "All right, well, you know what? We're gonna have to go to war now." And, and so I'm excited. Hopefully, has have you talked to him at all? Uh, not to him specifically, but have you talked to to anyone about making this fight happen the 13th, or is that something you want to do? Um, not yet. All I know is that I know Ricky called me up like saying that he wants me on the January 13th show. But like I said, you know, if it's Eden's, if it's Kyle, you know, I'm just down for anything. But I, I want that. I want that Ethan's fight for sure, hundred percent. I wonder how many yeah, kickboxing bouts he's had because he he. You're right. He did fight on a lot of uh, Friday Night Fights cards, and I don't know what venue that was at, but I saw him a lot at it was something like that. But I remember watching tape of him and and coming into that fight. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna be a, like a Muay Thai heavy, and it's not until the night of actually, funnily enough, because they give me like the commentators, they'll give us the bout sheets, and so they'll have all the different fighters, you know, what order they're in and what type of bout it is. And I see the only Muay Thai bout on the entire card. I was like, no <laughs> fucking shot. It's Matt. It's going to be the guy whose Muay Thai is his bag. Is Matt's fighting that guy. I was like, motherfucker. Oh, my God. I thought the same thing when I seen that. I said, brother, only Muay Thai fight. Whatever. I was, I, was like, like, hey. I was like, they set my man Matt up. That's crazy. But uh, no, I th- I'll get him back then. Don't worry, man. I'll I, get him. And you know what, for what it was too, dude, and I, I think I said this to you on the day of, Matt, was like, it, this is something that it's only serves as experience. Like failure to me is not something I talk about at length. Failure to me is not ever a bad thing. It's just about how you use it. So like, obviously, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's just something you take in stride and you're a guy that's going to always work hard and and learn from his, his, his losses and his failures. And, you know, I, yeah. I have no doubt in my mind you'll come back better it's not it's not even a question yeah. in my mind you know yeah absolutely i know that for sure i, I would love to get, I, would, I would love to get a rematch back if i had if i could but i don't i don't think uh greg fights kickboxing number one i think he fights only mma yeah, yeah he's, he's made he's MMA. made MMA. second yeah made MMA. second i just don't i, I feel like the storyline i don't know it, it just ain't it's just not adding up the right way so i'm gonna lead i'm gonna lead that one in the past you, you try to pivot with a greg fight <laughs> nah, I doubt it. I mean, if it's kickboxing, right I would love to. If it's, if it's for like a, if it's for like a, no, we speak about it all the time. I always said, I even said it. Before, I got if it's for like two. a title, <laughs> if it's for like a title, and we get a couple of wins, then cool. But say if I, no disrespect to him, but I follow. I'm a fan of the sport. I'm a fan of all of us. Like Matt, before we even spoke, I've been watching your fights. I've been, you get what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. a fan of the sport. So I've been watching great fights. I've been, no disrespect. I, he the, the win he just won that was his second win and he'd been catching L's like you so it won't even add up if if I if I catch more wins or if he catch more it, it got to add up the right way if it don't if it don't make sense this is still a business to me even though we amateur this is still a business I still feel like yeah. you still got to fight names I still want to fight personalities even though I'm fighting people I still want to fight personalities no disrespect to you Matt but I feel like you're a personality I would love to fight if we happen to get in the ring that's a good personality you get what I'm saying yeah I, I like I, I, I like this sport where we fight personalities this ain't really uh, it was the point of it's, a, it's supposed to be a show. It's supposed to be a little. You get what I'm saying? It's supposed to I be agree, a, man. I agree, dude. Man. You, you, you want some hype behind it? 
Yeah. I was just say you you guys uh, to that point you guys are the reason and I've been trying to really really push for this with RFC. You guys know like the gloves off stuff that boxing does BT Sport and then the UFC does it a little bit they did it with Tito Vera and Dominic Cruz where they have like two fighters know. sit at a table and then the guy in between <laughs> them asks I you guys oh, are the two biggest reasons. I was like we need to get we need to get that in because Matt between you and Edens that would have been fantastic. I'll say between you and anyone that would have been fucking gold. You know what I'm saying? And even with now Nick Vasquez, let's say if he rematches with AJ, him and AJ, him and AJ going back was, and forth. The more I see them go back and forth, I could, that kind of makes me want to see the rematch. You right. I that so want to see that fucking rematch, dude. That's yeah, going to be crazy. Yeah, that kind of so, makes me want to see the rematch. That's that's something that I definitely was trying to get with this last card, RFC five. But at the last second, I I you know you guys I had done the little interviews. That's what we went with. Was Jesse was kind of just like, let me get some. I want you to get some quick one minute social media interview type stuff. So that's what we had opted for instead. But I feel like if we could figure out a way to implement it, whether it's with like these handheld mics or something like that, just getting like a little, uh, you know what I'm saying? Even a yeah, one but minute. It also, people got to be professional though. That's People true. That's true. Because we all still grown men at the end of the day. I'm not going to sit across the table from another grown man and let him swing at me. You get what I'm saying? Are we able, if we able to talk shit without, come on, we don't got to be touching each other. That's why in the weigh-ins, I don't play none of that. In the weigh-ins, I don't play none of that. I give you your space. Give me my space. We cool. But sometimes I feel like some people, they take the, they try to take it too far. And sometimes taking it too far yeah. can get you hurt. Dude, yeah, Edens was like, sniffing like, Matt oh. full on. Like, Edens was like... I was like, yo, that's just no, like no, no. He, can't, he can't even look at me. Yeah, he just kept looking at my stuff. Like, he was snapping yeah, at me. Yeah, I was like, that's crazy. Y'all turned me up. Y'all turned me up. I'm, I'm like you, Jay, though. Up. Like, I'm respectful. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're fighting in there. I, I get that. You know, we try not to show that. I get, I get the point, but I don't need to have beef to fight with someone. I don't need to start talking smack to fight someone. To me, like I said, it's just something I truly love to do. You know, I don't need to talk shit to someone, but. If you bring it up, if you bring it up to me, then yeah, I'm down with it. But I'm not going. I'm not going to be the one to start it because that's just not who I am. Right, me, I'm starting. Then we in a fight game. <laughs> we in a fight game. I'm starting. We in a fight game. I'm just letting you know that it's coming from a place of love. I hope that we, even though I want to beat the crap out of you when we get in there, I hope we go to that, go back home to our family the same way we went in. You, at the end of the yeah. day, we just try to fight. You get what I'm saying? But of course, I'm gonna talk my. Of course. Wait, like, so. Of so course. Tape, have you ever, because I know you like to, <laughs> uh, like I see the Instagram post before the fights and it's like, no disrespect, but I want to catch a body in there. Has any opponent ever DM'd you or hit you up like, hey man, what, <laughs> like, what, what are we, has anyone ever reacted to that type of stuff? Not, not yet, not yet, not yet. People, people have like, other, like their people have wrote back to me, if that makes sense. So say if I was going against you, Matt, if I said something to get like to him, he wouldn't say nothing directly back to me, but your fans, your people, will uh, be under my stuff saying something back to me. You get what I'm saying? It'd be something uh, I like just, that. I just, nah. be, and that's all. I just be cracking. Never directly, nah. Never directly, nah. Never directly, nah. I think the funniest moment though was with was with Greg. Was when I was talking a lot of shit with Greg, and when I took the loss, they came back on a comment that I was talking to him <laughs> on a fight. It was like it was like what's up with all that shit talking now? I said I can't say shit. I got an L on my record. You got it. It's that like, oh, you're a funny guy. That's fair, man. That's fair. And I, that's cool. what I respect. That's one of the things I respect about you is, you know, you, you do at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I think it's that Chinese term. It's like from, from blows, friendship grows. It's like, you, you know, you, you're very honorable after the fight, win or loss, you know, yeah. like yeah, or win yeah. or lose, excuse me. So even with any, like you guys shook it up, shook hands and, it and piece it up. Fun, fun fact too, not to cut you off before I forget. Fun fact, yeah. it was very weird leading up to my fight because they did the card kind of wrong. So the people that was fighting on, what's his name? Ania, Ania? Ania, Ania, yeah. okay. Ania, yeah. the people that was fighting on his card was actually in my locker room. So we actually was waiting oh, in the same locker room. No. About oh, to go fight I, each I other. Had, I had we was getting, that too. We was getting uh -huh. taped up right next to each other. And like, did, you, oh, did you talk no. to him? Did you try to psych him out? Like, hey, man. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I wasn't talking to him directly, but I was talking shit. I was also, yeah, you know, I'm gonna get this dub. Like, it's regular. <laughs> like, I was talking to my coach, like, you know, I'm gonna get this dub. We all good. Anyway. I would have just, I feel like in that situation, Ricky, I would have tried to came in and was just like, yo, you know, he got to be in here. And I was like, no, nah, it's all low because I think he came in thinking it was going to be some sort of. Yeah. That's not strictly business knows. at the end of the day. I'm not doing no loud. You will never hear the Black Assassin with no locker room shenanigans with no none of that we get in the ring for that we get in the ring for that 
Anything nope. we we could talk, we could do all that, but we I ain't gonna touch you outside of it. We ain't doing that. That's true, because one thing I do hold you in very high regard to, Alex, amongst other things, is your your positive. Because I remember one of the biggest things from RC4. One of them was, of course, meeting you guys. The other one was Brandon Watson. He was crying after he got his win, and you know, even having that interview was super duper cool to see him that emotional and getting the belt. Yeah, and then another was one was you. And I remember being like, "Wow, this guy has a personality." Because then we got that one minute post fight interview in, and then as soon as you hopped off the mic. A bunch of kids ran up to you for some reason with yeah. plates and wanted you to sign them. I signed some stuff too, man. I signed some stuff. And it was like, I, I, first off, I was like, that's weird that they would have plates to sign, but it is what it is. <laughs> and, but then it was like, Tay, you were like, you would go over to all the kids and, and you'd be like, hey, man, you know, stay in school. So, like, your positive effect outside of the ring that you have or the, the cage that you have is very, like, palpable, man. You know, for as much as you might want to try to build up a fight or you have that intensity coming in, like you always do a really good job of spreading that positivity outside of right, fact. Right. And that's something I always appreciated right. about you. Right. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That was weird though, that they have just like, I don't know where the styrofoam yeah, plates please. came from. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But that was dope. That was a great feeling, man. That, that was a, to me, I look at things a little different. I take things and I apply it in life. So it, that moment to me was a celebrity moment to me. That was, even though I was signing, signing, styrofoam plates for kids to me i was just coming out of madison square garden after winning a belt that i just defended for the fourth time against a warrior i'm coming out face looking crazy my fans coming up that's what i dream for i can't wait for those fights i can't that's what i can't wait for those fights where i'm coming out and we just look crazy it was just a war and i just got the belt and i'm just going home with the belt yeah, I had that. I had that like low vision too, cause you, yeah, you might say, oh, it's just little play, it's just a shirt, but you know, that's how you start. Yeah, that's a big. No, dude, if you begin into a good, good, good. Um, Even with your interview, when I got the interview with you, that was a big. That was a that was a superstar moment. Like that, to me, that was a superstar moment. Right. So, and that's a that's a good question that I want to kind of leapfrog off of that with. How do you guys feel, or how did you feel stepping out, or even you know RC four, RC five? And immediately go in and get in an interview with, with, I mean, I'm nobody, but like, does it, what does it feel like? Is that kind of an official feeling or like, talk to me about yeah, that. Yeah, first, I, I, you, you want to go first, Matt? Or? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, yeah, that feeling is, it's a really <laughs> good feeling because your adrenaline is pumping. You want to say what you want to say. It's just like, like you said, Tay's like a superstar moment. Is that what you said? Yeah, superstar moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. It was just like, wow, you know, just it's just you know you see the how you're going like progress in the sport like it's like wow it's like like the beginning to something good right just a beautiful moment honestly you know not many people like get to feel that moment like you know you fight right so you understand that feeling like winning especially if you put the work in and that was my first win at the time yeah yeah so it's just a beautiful moment man you know you have your fans there your friends just it's awesome moment. Yeah, that was beautiful. I feel like what how it felt to me. First, you got to stop saying like when you when you started the question, he was like, "Oh yeah," because you know, of course, I'm nobody. You got to stop saying that. Same way you did research on us, like we fighters. I did. I do research on everybody that comes to the fight. So I did researches on you too. So you can so, so get that <laughs> interview and get the yo come get the interview. That was dope for me too. It felt like a moment. Like all right, for somebody who do that and they craft to want to interview me for something I do in my craft. It felt like a merging moment, like a networking moment. You get what I'm saying? So it felt like not only was it was it a superstar moment, it also felt like like business kind of sorta. Like like commentating and interviewing is what you do. Fighting is what I do. And you, I mean, you got the chance to interview me, and I got the chance to get interviewed. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So it it kind of it kind of felt like a a boomerang kind of sorta. So it just felt it oh, felt yeah. like like a superstar. It just felt real. It felt real like like this really happening. I just felt real. I don't know. It just felt like it's really happening. Then you come with a sense of like, of course, everybody comes with a sense of respect, but you come with, you don't come with the, like, shoving the mic in somebody's face or trying to rush us out or, like, it's, you kind of tell that we kind of, I don't want to use the term high off of the moment, but you could tell that we're kind of excited and, and, and you kind of thriving off that excitement as you asking us the question. So it kind of builds into the, is, you get what I'm saying? Energy is everything. Energy is everything. And you could tell when somebody's trying to get out of there and when somebody actually excited to interview a fighter, excited to do what they do. And that makes, us get excited to be interviewed. You get what I'm saying? It makes me be like, oh, 
I'm going to get interviewed with the Black Assassin. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> no, dude, as time goes on, it's definitely that thing where, you know, it is very exciting. And of course, even on that night, the, the RFC four night, that was a big win for me as well, because that marked the first time that I was going to be able to get paid to be on air. So like for two, three years, right. I've been like kind of working my ass off and, and it's not something I ever thought I'd be doing is, is interviewing and commentating over MMA fights. That was actually something that I just thought of one day and I was like, all right, I, I kind of want to try that. I just started emailing places and Jesse was one of the people that I emailed and he was like, yeah, you know, I went to Iona too. We could use a guy and I don't know if it's going to be paid, but if you want to come in, man, be my guest. And I came in, I think that first before RFC four, that was it a Friday on weigh-ins. Yeah. 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 And then I, I did yeah, some Friday. pre-fight interviews and yeah, dude, it was just, it was a very special moment. And especially, you know, I view you guys with a lot of respect and the fact that you guys are so apt to come and want to even talk with me is super duper. So I guess it's kind of, I guess it goes both ways because it's like for you guys to be so open and welcoming and even to come on my podcast, do interviews. And I'll even, it was cool during the fights when I was commentating the guys that I would like kind of formulate relationships beforehand, they'd be like circling the cage and they'd look down and like, give me a little nod. And that was always a cool thing. Cause it was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not this, this guy that's on the outside there. I'm kind of this guy that's been brought in and it's kind of like, all right, yeah, family, you know what I'm saying? And even we could have this, this conversation and hopefully for January 3rd, it's going to be the same. And uh, yeah, dude, it's just been fantastic so far. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's good to hear, man. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that so, seems fun. I wouldn't be able to commentate, but that seems fun because y'all got the best seats in the house. It's right there. Yeah, you, you know, hear, it was you hear the punches and all that too. <laughs> oh, did you, that was there were some kicks, there were some body kicks that it was disgusting. Uh, it sounded like gunshots, bro. It was it was disgusting, and then there were some combinations you could hear. You could hear there was one. I think it was a Brandon Watson fight where a guy got groin strike four or five times, something crazy like that, and you could hear him. He's like leaning over, and he was right in front of our commentary booth, and he's just like, "Fuck." Fuck! And he's just like rolling his nuts. And I was like, yeah, no, that's... uh, No, it was a very fun experience. And then, of course, the guy did it with shout out to him, Mickey. He made it a good experience. And, you know, there was some funny things. I mean, he was trying to get me out of there, too. So I don't don't know if you guys remember the fight. Uh, Vladimir... Not Vladimir. um, No, yeah, Vladimir. Did you... I want to get his name correct. Hold on. It's... uh, Give me a second here. Vladimir... I think it's to Jesus. Vladimir to Jesus. But yeah, one of the guys that was fighting that I had, you know, interviewed after the fact, that was a guy I needed a translator for. Uh, super good guy. We had been going back and forth via DM and super respectful conversations. I asked him if he was fighting January 13th. And it was funny because Mickey, while we were on the broadcast, had called him bald, right? He was like, this dude's bald. Like, I, I can't remember why he brought it up, but it was something like, yeah, he's bald. And I was like, oh, I mean, I guess like he's sort of like it reminds me of Alexander Volkanovsky, but like in the way that he fights. Right. Oh, and and so we're having, you know, this guy and I are going back and he's like, oh, yeah, brother, I'll see you, you know, January 13th. It's super duper respectful conversations. And then he posts up on a story. He goes at Coop TV. It was you that called me bald, brother. And it was like, <laughs> I, I was it. like, <laughs> and I, I was like, uh, what? And I, I DM him. I was like, hey, man. <laughs> Why do you think I called you bald? And he's like, and he didn't respond for like five minutes. I was like, yo, I'm about to get decked up, bro. I'm about to get spinning back <laughs> into a different dimension. And he goes, he goes, no, 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 brother. It was just you were comedy, you were a fellow commentator. I just thought it was a funny joke. And I was like, bro, Mickey's trying to get me out of here. That's yeah. funny, man. I was like so confused because it's just like, when did I ever call this guy bald? I, I know <laughs> back, for, you know, for that five minutes, I was like, there's no, I had to go through. I was like, okay, yeah. All right. I was commenting on his kicks. Like I was trying to go back and just find any, that man, Mickey, man, he's going to get me in trouble. Son. Oh yeah, He was saying that. He's the the under commentary, right? Yeah. Yeah, No, no, I mean, listen, shout out to him. He's a good guy. You know, it was funny. We, we paired, we paired together well, but it was just funny. I was like that man, Mickey, yo, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) keeping me on ice, man. Holy shit. He's he's going to get someone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was like, I, I was like, yeah, if I have to go January 13th and if he's going to question me in person, I mean, like, I'm going to have to just answer for my crimes. And I was like, wait a second. 
I definitely never called this guy, but like there would be no reason to just call somebody. But he's like, he's throwing a light kick, one do combination. He's bold. Just like, no, there's there's no possible reason for that. It's just funny, man. So I'm looking forward to January 13th. And I think with that, is there anything that you guys wanted to get into? If not, we can always call it here. Anything you wanted to plug? Obviously, we know that you guys are both fighting January 13th, but. Yeah, I know. I know I'm fighting January 13th. All I know is, Coop, you locked in now. We're referring back to all videos. We're coming back because I'm going to be the champ soon. And we're going to bring that podcast back. And then when I defend that belt, we're going to bring that podcast back. And when I go take somebody else's belt in a different weight class, we're going to bring that podcast back. You got to you know what you gotta do? With, with every belt that you have, Tay, you got to wear them on the podcast. So by the I'm end, it's just on like... The 50% of the stream is just the belts. It's going to be crazy back here. Watch. I'll tell you. Watch. Watch. We, we started here first. Watch. watch. Likewise, man. I'll I bring that belt in too. Right, yeah, right. Dude, you listen, know you I'll bring home. Listen, for, for real, though, for real, I mean, you, you know, belts or, or, or no belts, right? Regardless, I definitely, if you guys are down, want to make this more of a common occurrence because this was definitely fun, yeah, you know. Yeah. Do like a, a Joe Rogan MMA, sh- what is it? What do you call the MMA show style thing where he has yeah, fighters? Yeah, we can do that. Where we can yeah. talk about yeah. other fights and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, I'm if, yeah. If you guys, down, if you guys are sure. down, I, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, sure. of course. Thank you, thank you for having us, though. Thank you for having me. I really yeah, appreciate it. Of course, it was a lot of fun. Of course, of course. Well, listen. This is this has been episode 44 of the Jacob Cooperman show. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all that different type of stuff. Matt, Tay, thank you so much for coming on. You can find their uh, social links down in the description below. Do not worry about it. And yeah. And on the screen here. Yeah. There you go. Tay, you pointed right to it. So uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. Yeah. We'll see you guys in the next one. And uh, I don't know who I'm having on for 45, but uh, probably just the, the, the usual Kate stir. Thanks, guys. Peace. Thank you, Coop. Where's the face?